We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's gang. It's James O'Loughlin, Tommy Dean and Kirsty Weebeck. And with the music is the cast of the Wharf Review. Ladies and gentlemen. If if the Wharf Review is here, that that feels like it's the end of the year. It does feel like it. You made it sound like just another TGIF, but this is the wrap. You shouldn't say that. This is a time of year where people think it's the end of the year. Now I've got two more weeks of work. And they those two weeks take longer than the rest of the year. It feels a, lo- a little bit like Christmas. It does. I was saying the pencils out, <laughs> the not, songs not. are cheering up. And I, might this... write, I might write a song about that. Mm. It's a big wrap-up. Yeah. Let's check what you're up with this week's news. Who wished someone had merely asked the question? Who wished that someone had merely asked the question? Uh, there's a former Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, who are uh, arguing against that sincere motion against him over the secret ministries revealed that he would have told everyone that he... Had to ask. Like, if you hmm. asked, do you have five secret ministries? He would have said, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. it's fine. And so it's a fault of the journalists, right, for not asking about something that they didn't exactly. know about. Exactly. And, and I think that sort of theoretical honesty, honesty in a theoretical <laughs> way, is very refreshing and could save a, a lot of money. I don't why, know why the police do random breath testing. Yeah. They should do random calling. Hi, James. Did you drive <laughs> over the limit at any point yeah. over the coming week? Yes, I did, actually, Tuesday night. Well, I you'd had... have told them if they had a thought to ask. Yeah, if you ring me up and ask you, have you sped it all this week? Yeah, I did 63 in a 50 uh, zone. Um, on you, this you, can hardly, you can hardly be blamed if they don't ask. Exactly. I'm not going to tell them, but they don't have to go to this elaborate speed t- trap business. I just want to follow the ex-Prime Minister's example, yeah, and yeah. I will answer any question honestly. Yeah. You're a good man, James. If... If you ask. Did you pronounce the word in a funny way? Is that a funny way to say, is it censure or sincere? You said censure. I don't know. It's never happened to me. Censure. Publicly. He's never been censured. (laughs) In his household, he is censured all the time. (laughs) What I like about it, it sounds like an excellent Christmas present. This week, do you want to smell like a little bit of mystery? Censure. <laughs> yeah, cologne. By Scott Morrison. It's a cologne. Just a little spritz behind the ear. Next thing you know, you're in charge of stuff you didn't know you were allowed to be in charge of. <laughs> you not only wear the pants in the house, you wear all the pants. <laughs> Censure. You're wasted. You should be a, one of those. The movie guy. The movie trailer guy. Censure. Yeah, so good. For me, there was a beautiful, one of my favorite Saturday Night Live sketches ever. They had Mary Tyler Moore on years ago, and she wow. was... Was, uh, the sketch was she was like a border force agent at customs and people would come through and then she just put on the very strong mother character. Do you have anything naughty in your bag? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a kilo of heroin. <laughs> you just can't lie to Yeah, you just can't lie. Yeah. Did you cut in line? Yes, I did. I'll go back to the back. <laughs> Just like Scott Morrison could not have lied to the journalists. He wouldn't have if lied. they had just nah. worked out the very Do you have secret four ministries? No. It's five. Uh, <laughs> do you have secret six ministries? No. But if you ask exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a dangerous precedent because now that's going to have to be a question. Every time. At every, every time. Every press conference, mm. every official ever. And just before we let you go, uh, Premier, 
Do you have any secrets? Yeah. Do you have anything yeah. you want to tell us about? See, see, see when, when, you, when, you were a, when you were a cadet journalist, I was a cadet journalist, at, and you're taught this on day one of journalism school, is you must always ask the question, is it your birthday? Because, what? okay, the answer will only be yes, one out of every yeah. 300. But when, when the answer is yes, it's fantastic. So, uh, oh! Uh, so, yeah, so, oh, yes. so um, uh, it, it, she won the lottery. She won a million dollars in the lottery. And guess what? It was her birthday, or tragically, you know, there was a terrible car accident, and it happened to her on, on her, her birthday. birthday. <laughs> right. If you don't think to answer, then the opposition, the opposition journalist, has thought to ask the question. Uh-huh. So the opposition newspaper's got the big headline. They've got the better on headline. her birthday. Yeah. Wow. Probably less good on a live show. Better when you can edit, like on <laughs> Q and A, like every every question. <laughs> your birthday. Birthday. Why have you been treating the refugees badly? And is it your birthday? Yeah, your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I went as well. Like being a Victorian, I immediately thought like Cadet Richard Glover there in front yeah. of Dan Andrews going, <laughs> is it so, your sorry, sorry, Dan. <laughs> yeah. How many Dan and is it your birthday? Yeah, is it your yeah. birthday? <laughs> how, many, how many ministries, Dan? How many secret ministries? <laughs> Anything you want to disclose, yeah. Dan? Any corruption, Dan? But they did. The Herald Sun did ask him, how many stairs did you fall down? Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. Only two. Not enough, they said. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not right. Under the Scott Morrison rule, that's not right. You have to be very specific. Uh, um, Mr. Andrews, did you fall down 13 steps? No. No. <laughs> did you fall down 12 steps? No. Was it less than five <laughs> steps? Okay, answer that too late. I'm not going to deal with hypotheticals. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all we need to know from this week was it was all the fault of the journalists and no one should blame Scott Morrison for mm. anything. Which fines have not been found... Sorry, which fines have been found to be not fine? Well, this is right out of the Ministry of Health, uh, and I am deeply and promptly poised to. Uh, we have discovered that uh, at the time, of course, of COVID, we put in quite Kirstie a few. Kirstie might not know that you're actually virtually the health minister in New South Wales. Mm. Virtually. Yeah. Like you? right-hand man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a, a lot's changed over so the last So much has changed. Years, you know, COVID Tommy caused Dean. a lot of changes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tommy was a contact tracer. He still does it, but no one cares. <laughs> no, no, I just do it much more personally. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it used to be that we just called you and asked, as we spoke of in the last question. Yes. Uh, but now I follow you around for a little while. Yeah. Oh. When, when I arrived, he notes. said to me, do you have a tickle in your throat? And I was like, well, <laughs> come on, Tommy. I haven't seen you for ages. What kind of question that is that? That was because it was before <laughs> five o'clock. Yeah. Now it's after five o'clock. He's doing his other job. But remember at the end, what was the question asked you at the end? Is it your birthday? <laughs> I've been trained as well. She had a tickle in her throat and it was her birthday. And it was her birthday. <laughs> I mean, we had a, deal, a great deal of fines. We had fines. We were mad at people for doing things that were promoting the spread of COVID. And so we thought a financial disincentive would set them back. Hmm. Uh, but it turns out that words mean stuff at a legal <laughs> level. <laughs> So 33,000 fines are going to have to be rescinded by the New South Wales. Rescinded, by the way, is a very big word. Cancelled. 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 If I'd known this was going to happen, I would have breached lockdown heaps more times. (laughs) It's full savings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're giving your money away to the government, thinking it's gone forever, and then suddenly you're like, oh, yeah. It's coming back. So it's like a version of a tax return. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Yeah. interest, I wonder. No, oh, yeah, the way the government Tommy? always pays interest. Yeah. Does it? Oh, it does. Oh, the government loves to give you back fair amounts of money. Yeah, I, I know that. I was just saying that to sound like a law abiding no, citizen. There is no interest. <laughs> there is no interest. 
But there's a great deal of interest in uh, getting your money back if you were one of the 33,000 people <laughs> yeah. that got fined. And uh, you, in your, in your other role, have you got much of that money? Like, oh, I, I had all of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the thing that's interesting about government is that, yeah. you, know, you know, we collect fines in the same way uh, that, like, administration personnel collect cash for farewell gifts for Clarice. By you know, door knocking. Yeah. No, yeah. You, know, you just go around the office and you're like, hey, you know, Claire's uh, leaving the unit. Uh, anybody want to put in five bucks and we'll get her something nice? We do the same with the fines. So the money gets sent in and there's the filing cabinet in the back room. So I it mean, gets sent to you, right? Yeah. I okay, mean, you I know, know, know I just put it in the back room. We keep it in a, a couple of envelopes. Uh, I mean, to be fair, you have to have a key pass to open the door, uh, which we oh, rarely well, keep good. open, mm. you know, except in the lunch hour because it's a hassle because most of us are out to lunch and some people need to get in there. So we leave it open then. But... Quite secure outside of those hours. <laughs> Who's going to be in there during lunch hour anyway? No They're one. having their lunch. Yeah, and and no you one. seal the envelope, right? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With COVID-laced spit. You'd think we'd use tape. I brought that up at one meeting, and they said, no, nah, just lick it. <laughs> so hopefully the money you've got to give back to all no, the No, because that's what there. the plan is. Our plan is, because those people were rude enough to breach the COVID protocols, mm, mm. And, but unfortunately, we worded the fine protocol improperly. Mm. We will give them their money back and their COVID. You get them both. <laughs> you get them both back. It's good. It's very, it's very generous. Yeah. You get the COVID <laughs> no interest well. but an illness. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think, it, and look, it's the thin edge of the wedge, isn't it? I mean, if you can open this one up again, you know, all the COVID fines. I got caned in year five at Forest Primary School. Oh, right. And I got caned because a group of boys threw another boy's bag into the girl's toilet, only a metre, but that meant he could never get it again because you can't, mm-hmm. a boy could not go into the, oh, like no, that would do. You can't breach the perimeter. So he could never, his bag's still there, I assume. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> and, and about 15 of us got fined. All I Caned? I, yeah, but I was not part of the group that threw in. I was just actively encouraging. I was just going, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I got hit as hard as the kid who actually chucked it. Yeah, but yeah. that figure in Australian history, we were talking about this the other day, mm. that, that, that person in Australian folklore is the urger. That was me. The urger is one of the worst people in Australia. Oh, the I urger, should have got two. Yeah. The, urger is, the urger is the person who, who requires other people to do bad things yes. and then racks off. Yeah, and, and whips them up into a frenzy yeah, as yeah. well. Like, yeah. The urger is the worst of the worst. I didn't you should have got caned twice as much. Hmm. Hmm, okay. Well, that didn't work. That didn't go the way I hoped it would. I wanted an apology. It's like someone to ring in the, the caner. K- Kirsty, given that the New South Wales government is in, in this forgiving mode, hmm. are there things that you were falsely convicted of that you would now like to have the, you know, the, 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 the crime written off the books? Yeah, I reckon, like, um, probably just all the parking fines I've been involved in, because um, I'd just say that they were less been parking. In. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a, a real backseat approach. That's a very legalistic <laughs> kind of, she's been legally advised. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm driving, I was involved in No, I was in involved them. in them. I was a, a bystander at times right. in that I was beside the car when it was happening. <laughs> But I reckon they could all be investigated, yeah. definitely. Because um, you were delivering hearts to a heart surgeon, weren't yep. you, at the time? Yep. I mean, that's well. definitely what happened on seven of the occasions. <laughs> <laughs> delivering laughs yes. to people who, who really needed cheering up. Yes, absolutely. Mm. I, look, all jokes aside, last year during one of our lockdowns in Melbourne, I was dropping my partner 
to work at a hospital. At a hospital. So she oh. could save lives, right? Yeah. See, both of both yeah. her and I are out there giving back to the community, saving lives mm. through our career choices. Yeah, yeah in different ways. In, in very different <laughs> ways. Who's more valuable? It's hard to say. <laughs> it's very hard to say. I combined them. <laughs> True. <laughs> you have, you have. You get, yeah, yeah, you get wow, all points. Guy. Given given that during the day she saves many lives yes. and you write a couple of jokes. Yeah, well, when a she couple's rude, Richard, when but she, okay. When, when she oh, comes. Yeah, rude? I thought you'd be like, that's a little that's over the ambitious. top. That's ambitious. Two I've never written two in one day. What sort of work rate do you think comedy has? I wonder you to paint us a picture of what happens when she gets home after a very difficult day saving lives. Presumably just you just wait on her hand and foot. You say, don't worry about cooking, don't worry about cleaning anything, I'll do it all. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, okay, well, I'm going to unleash now, knowing that she's not listening, yeah. because she's still at work saving lives. Yeah. <laughs> it is a podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Delete the podcast. <laughs> Look, I do my best, absolutely, to do the heavy lifting around the house. I mm. definitely do. Um, there's definitely areas that I'm lacklustre in, mm-hmm. and they're major personality falls that I can't change. To get out. But that seems to be accepting defeat <laughs> rather easily. Have you had a, a, a uh, brain form. plasticity? We actually I have. We can change. Yeah. We just, but we have to want to. So Look, stay right. out of this, James. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to want to. I'm just, I'm leaning into just accepting myself for who I Fair am. Fair enough. That's probably helping yeah. in some way. Not for her, but no. for no, you. No, for her. And one day she has to accept you for who you are. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Tom. Does she love you or not? Also, saving 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 lives is easy. Writing two jokes, right? You've got no idea how they're going to land, Richard. You've got no idea. It's so stressful. Mm. And when her partner was studying for lobotomy, who was the practice dummy? (laughs) (laughs) So much blood spilled in the name of future health. And that's why she got through the exam. And also why she will not clean the linoleum. James O'Loughlin, Tommy Dean, Kirsty Webeck are here. We've got the Wharf Review coming up in just a second from this week's news. Who believes it's not tacky to base everything on a taco? Who's this story about? All right, first off, before we go any yeah, further, sure. I want one of you to come in with the actual answer, but I will not anymore, anymore, accept mm-hmm. taco mm-hmm. as the pronunciation okay. taco. of taco. Taco. It's yeah, I've taco. never heard that. It is taco. taco. That's the first time I've it heard taco. taco. I know, and I want to make sure it doesn't, it dies here. <laughs> it stops here it today. Stops here. <laughs> taco. It's taco Tuesday. Taco. If you're having tacos, you have a taco. Carry on with your question. Shall I begin again? Well, yes, no, it's okay. It's, Who it's, believes it's not tacky to place everything on a taco. It's, it's very good. Oh, that's much nicer. <laughs> it's our, you know, boss. Do you call the Premier boss? I oh, suppose. Sure, the boss who uh, was talking about... This is Perrottet. Yeah, 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 yeah. The boss. A uh, female member of his party losing pre-selection to a bloke, Matt Cross, saying they're both terrific. And then for some reason, instead of just saying, so we can have them both in Parliament, which is a normal thing to say, he took a Mexican food advertisement, as they say in the old El Paso ads. Porque non los dos. Yeah, why good. not both? I was going to say that because... Why not both? Why not both? He could have just said we can have them both. Um, <laughs> Scott Morrison took it a bit further. Why not five? <laughs> uh, why not we have all five? And I guess if you look at other slogans, he could have gone with ministries, bet you can't stop it, just one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a good... I, I just wondered if, you know, if the Premier started to use El... Old El Paso advertising slogans as a guide to politics. Mm. Where does it stop? Are there any other other old advertising slogans that could be sort of 
you know, used in uh, to defend the, the, the you know policies. Well, I think next March, given that the Liberals probably aren't at this stage favourites to hang over government, he'll be using that one again. Why not both? <laughs> Don't keep but then he may end up being the fish. John West reject. Ah. Remember that one? <laughs> which makes oh, which makes Christmas. Well. Yeah, I was going to say as well. Yeah. like absolutely. <laughs> so it's the it's the premier that the voters reject that makes Christmas the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's got that much of a ring to it. I'd like to see a bit of uh, Nike's Just Do It, actually, mm. in the yes, political yeah, arena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get something done. Yeah. Well, that's, it's that's, good that's, because you don't have when, to be. You know, when, when Dutton knifes Morrison in the back, just do it. <laughs> no, but it's also a great escape for accountability. You know, oh, we're building this road through a marginal ele- electorate. Why? Like we did a cost-benefit. No, no, just do it. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. That's what they say. They're the most, they just, yeah, do just do it. You don't have to talk about why. We just yeah. do it. No, just do it. I say borrow from <laughs> Optus because so often it's like painfully long and convoluted hidden answers that aren't yeah, really answers yeah. at all. It'd be lovely if they just, you know, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Well, well, when, when you... When you curious, is there a great deal of corruption at the lower level? Yes. Yeah. 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 When yeah. you talk all that money, did you use it for your own purposes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when uh, that whole contract that you organised with the other company and you claim you weren't paid for, what, did you use the money, though, didn't you, to buy a, a, a house in France? First of yes. all, I'd like to thank you for the opportunity to answer that question. And <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kirstie Weebeck, Tommy Dean and James O'Loughlin are with us on Thank God It's Friday. Thank God It's Friday with Richard Glover. And joining us, the cast of the excellent Wharf Review, looking for Ella Albanese at the Seymour Centre in December 23. It is Jonathan Pickens, Mandy Bishop, Drew Forsyth and Phil Scott. It's... um. Look, how can I put this? Uh, Jonathan Biggins, uh, it's a pretty grim period for a comedy show, isn't it? We've got Ukraine, COVID, inflation. I mean, we should all just be staying at home <laughs> with a blanket over our heads, shouldn't we? No, now's the time to get out and about. <laughs> COVID's gone, China's back on board. You've got a democratic president in the United States. Britain's on to the third yeah. prime minister. We've had a change of government. Now's the, it's, it's time for all seasons. Is this lot easier or harder to write about than the old lot? They're better, I think. It's it's, it's it's refreshing to write about this lot. What's what's difficult for to, to be funny about is when we lose people like Craig Kelly. I mean, if you keep <laughs> voting out the idiots, what have we got to work with? <laughs> Who's the other? Who are the people you you miss most from the political landscape after twenty two years of doing this show? Oh well, some of them make a comeback. Um, so we've got Keating, Gillard, and Rudd all meeting at a federal conference. Which is uh, lovely, a bit of fun. lovely. Um, but I think, in terms of writing, David Williamson came and saw the show, and he said, "You can now talk about a government whose sins are of omission rather than commission." <laughs> that's, and that's, that that's was right. a pretty good way of looking at it. Uh, talking about the people coming to see it, have any, many of the pollies come to see it yet? They have yes. this year, yeah. Who's, who's come and what did they think? Um, we had Allegra Spender, Tanya Plibersek, Tony Burke, Christine, uh, Catherine Deves. Jackie yeah, Lambie. Jackie yes. Lambie. Okay. Um, yeah. They wrote us. They, they, they love it. They actually all have a fantastic sense of humour. Yeah, um, Roman Bishop came. We had Roman Bishop Hawk. came on our opening night and spent the whole after party talking to Carlotta. <laughs> well, I would and too. I mean, what a good fascinating. choice. Fascinating. And yeah. at the Wednesday and matinee for seniors, we had Barry Unsworth and Peter Beeson. <laughs> <laughs> Did Barry wear his cardigan as is traditional? Oh, I'm sure they were. Yeah, they uh, couldn't uh, really uh, pick him out in that audience. Uh, Mandy, you mentioned Allegra Spender because, of course, you do Hey Big Spender for her, don't you? We, we do. And uh, it was an idea of the gentleman standing, me, the gentleman standing beside me. And uh, Allegra was apparently buried her head in her hands when I first walk out and then... Uh, 
enjoyed the number and came up to me afterwards and said, you do know I like to sing. Ah, yeah. see, so she's outed. Well, she, I, she, she's wanting to take over should you feel unwell at any point. Uh, what's She'd it, probably do a better job. What, what's it like when you're on stage and you hook eyes and you know that the person <gasps> you're performing is there? Do you know, thank goodness we can't see them. The lighting is such that, that they are in an, um, an anonymous dark patch. But the uh, fellows beside me have also hidden the fact that they know some of my muses are in. And we do it for them too. We've had, we had Bob Hawke in the audience when Drew was playing him. We've had Anita Keating. Keating. We've had, yes. um, we've had members that filled. Not John oh. Howard yet. Oh no, <laughs> maybe no, not John Howard. No, I've heard all about it, and I'm not going anywhere <laughs> near it. <laughs> I think my favourite was I was playing Mark Latham, and Drew was playing Michelle Grattan in a very bad wig and extremely thick glasses through which he couldn't see that she was sitting in the second row <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> Luckily, she saw the funny side. Well, Hawke would have been outraged if he hadn't have been featured. He'd have been protesting oh, in the front row. We're it. just waiting for Pauline Hansen to turn up now because oh, yeah. she's been a star for some time. Well, uh, yeah, it's true that does Pauline, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And, and I was looking at the photograph because uh, there was a wonderful review of the thing in the, in the Herald and it was, a, it was illustrated with a picture of Drew. And, you know, I don't know whether this is a compliment or an insult, <laughs> but you're the spitting image. The same about yeah. the way you were holding your face. Well, it's the way she holds her face. How do you do that, though? You just look the spitting image. Yeah, I don't know. One of these things, that you, you, if you watch them often enough, which is a terrible thing to have to do, uh, it just kind of grows on you. Well, it's, uh, if I, I know quite a few people have seen it so far. They say it is absolutely fantastic looking for Albanese. What are you going to play for us from the show? Well, we're going to do a bit from Inner West Side Story. Um, we, all... we, we actually all play Albanese at some point in the show. We do him as Albo Baggins and the Mountain of Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, debt. Uh, we yeah. do him in an aged care home in, in 2050 where he looks back, he meets death. And, uh, and we also do him as... Uh, Mandy does him as Albo in Wonderland, but this particular Who plays death. Craig Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no, death appears as himself, <laughs> which often happens on the stage. <laughs> uh, so this one, um, well, Mandy, yeah, Albo in Wonderland, um, but this one, it's um, Tanya Plibersek, Chris Bowen, uh, Tony Burke, and Albo are members of the. Well, I guess you call them the Deaths. Oh, well, I guess lovely. so, because they've gotten rid of the sharks represented by Morrison. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> From, There's lots of finger clicking. In a West story, Phil Scott on the ABC piano, Drew Forsyth, Mandy Bishop and Jonathan Biggins from the New Wharf Review. Albanese, we can't afford to wait. So many native species have gone to meet their fate. The Murray Darling's empty, the reef is bleaching white. Water buybacks, gotta win that fight. Yes, Tanya, I hear you, it's a hell of a mess. And in your new portfolio, you're bound to impress. I know you are keen, there's a lot on your plate. But for the moment, you should wait. You should wait, you should wait, you should wait, wait, wait. The environment will have to wait. What's more important than the environment? I'll tell you what, the arts. Seriously. The arts, the arts, the arts, the arts. And the arts. So dreaming, the canvases are blank. The artists now are screaming for money in the bank. They want to tell their stories, but artists can't, can't make a buck. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's the reason no one gives a f- Come on, Chris Bowen, just give him a chance. You surely see the value of contemporary dance. Yeah, yeah, we know it's important, don't need a debate. But for the moment, art can wait. They can wait, they can wait, they can wait, wait, wait. On a restaurant table, they can wait. You've got problems. <laughs> I got stuck with climate change. Huh. You think that stuff? I couldn't remember my lines. <laughs> and then I had a three-hour meeting with Claudia Carvin, Michael Caton, and a roundtable discussion about quotas for children's television. Oh. Yeah, that can definitely wait. The temperatures are rising, the cost of living too, but no more compromising. We know what we must do. If we expand the gas fields, if we keep digging coal, we'll just dig ourselves a great big hole. Yes, we need carbon. Pricing, don't call it a tax. Until we win a second term, we cannot relax. I'll schedule a summit for some future date. Till then, the climate has to wait. Oh, it can wait, it can wait, it can wait, wait, wait. Until then, the climate has to wait. The issue is the water. Jobs are number one. The problem is the balance. The problem is we won. Penny says it's China. Linda wants a voice. Third tier tax cuts. We are spoiled for choice. So here's a suggestion. We simply explain that everything's the fault of Putin's war in Ukraine. <laughs> Scott Morrison left us the hell of a mess. There's only one answer. Do less. Ninety percent. Paul Leonard Bernstein. Very tired up with IR. Look. No, it's very. It was a beautiful moment. It's hard uh, not to mix it with your dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for Albanese rave reviews all around town. It's on at the Seymour Centre until December twenty-three. The excellent Wharf review. Thank you to Jonathan Biggins, Mandy Bishop, Drew Forsyth, and Phil Scott. Thank, Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. With us uh, are uh, James O'Loughlin, Tommy Dean and Kirsty Wiebeck. Kirsty's new national tour has just been announced today. It's called A Bit of Fun. It's touring in March and May next year and, uh, yeah, includes a visit to Sydney among many other places. So that will be great fun. You can, uh, you can book for that right now. Now, in a new essay by Catherine... Said it'd be great fun. Sorry. I thought it was called A Bit of Fun. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah a bit mis- of fun. Mis- no, the title's misleading. I've oh, made a terrible oh, mistake. Right. It's called A Bit of Fun, but that it's actually... It's a, yeah, it's oh. a lot of fun and it's huge fun and it's great fun. So, okay. that look, that's on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that's the problem is, is you have to name the shows early. Yeah. And so at the time, you're thinking, well, if I could just get to A Bit of Fun... That's good. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah, because I've got writer's block. So I'm yeah. like, I don't know if I'll get beyond Two a bit jokes. of fun. Yeah. And, you and now a few months down the track, I'm like, oh, no, this is actually wicked good fun. Uh, but they've already printed the poster. Too late. Yeah, they've printed yeah. them. But this, yeah. I, I think you should say it. what you mean. I interviewed yesterday the Director General of the European... Uh, telescope Authority or something. Oh, yeah. It's in Chile. It's in northern Chile. It's the biggest telescope facility in the world. Amazing. They use the clean sky, even though it's European. They, they, they use the clean skies of northern Chile. Hmm. And they're, they've got the VLT there. Do you know what the VLT no. is? It's a very large telescope. Of course. <laughs> and they're currently building, due to open in 2028, a the, the ELT. <laughs> Enormous? <laughs> <Large> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so uh, you just should, should you should call your show the very 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 funny show. That'll be in 2034. She'll add a very every yeah, year. Yeah, V V V V V V V V F S. No, ELT is ex- extremely large telescope. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. enormous. Yeah, enormous large. To now, in a new essay like by Catherine it's Murphy, it's actually pro- just the yes. same size telescope, but they're looking at it through the first telescope. <laughs> 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 that. That makes to do joke. That is a joke you should. Uh, I, wish I, I wish I'd said that. That's very good. Write That's that great. down, Tom. Uh, now, in a new essay by Catherine Murphy, the Prime Minister is quoted saying he owes much of his character to growing up poor with his mum. I had to plan, uh, Mr Albanese tells Catherine. If I didn't plan, my mum wouldn't have food. The result, he confides, is he still prepares for all contingencies. He says, I've never run out of anything at home. Never. Milk, frozen food, coffee, toilet paper, food for Toto. I never run out. What's the behavior? You should have got Biggins to come in and read that. Yeah, book. I should have yeah. actually. Yeah. What's the behavior you have as an adult that you can sheet back to your mum or dad? Uh, Kirsty. Yeah, mine's probably pretty similar to this. Mine's like sniffing out a special at the supermarket <laughs> and just. Who was good at it, dad or mum? Mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever it was that was on special. And I'd be like, mum, like none of, none of us eat sardines. Why are you going? Well, you know what's cheaper than buying 20 cans of 25-cent sardines, Mum? Not buying them. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Since we're never going to eat them. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But, I, yeah, I reckon I'm like that now. Like, my partner's always saying to me, we have got seven hand washers at the moment. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to need yeah. some for a while. And she goes, but the problem is that you're going to go to the shops next week and there's going to be more hand wash on sale for 30% off and then we're going to have nine hand washes. Mm-hmm. Could be another pandemic tomorrow. You just you don't know. You don't know, do yeah. you, James? Yeah. <laughs> you like to be prepared. I like, I like that. <laughs> Tommy, what's the behaviour that you've got that's really can be shit at home to your mum or dad? So, you know, like, a lot of it's opposite. Like, I, you know, like my parents Never. are very tight at times and, and because of some of their tightness, I've learned to just let it go. Uh-huh. Like, I'd rather not have money. Then like go through some of the, I, I, the best example that I, I came out of a post-operative. I had like a day surgery and I needed some very powerful painkillers because I was in incredible pain. Uh, mm. lo- 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 lobotomy again. No, it was, it was yeah, close to it. It was like a, like a, it was an exploratory lobotomy. It wasn't like a fully committed one. Because uh, uh, you used the word lobotomy before, so I just wondered why it was on your mind or, oh, or no, not part no, of no, your no, mind. Not part of my mind. Phlebotomy. I said phlebotomy earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. Very different. That's yeah. something that you don't want to mess up, though, if you're no, in the medical true. field. It what also is it? means what that is I it? hope that I, you heard me say phlebotomy the first phlebotomy time because the blood joke blood makes no sense. Oh. Ah. Blood, that's what the stuff. earlier blood joke was. Didn't get it. Now I get it. Oh, <laughs> See, that's funny. If we've had Kirsty's partner here, we'd be yeah. fine. We could get some medical advice. <laughs> well, let me just tell you that all of my colleagues in the ministry were rolling. They yeah, know of course they were. Me. Health people. <laughs> That's right. But uh, the point is, I was in extreme pain. I needed extreme painkillers. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, we could stop at the pharmacy that's right next to our house, but they charge a $2 copay. So we're going to go across town for two miles because 50 cents. Mm-hmm. I will give you a dollar fifty. <laughs> I'll give you two bucks. I'll give you the two bucks. Please pull into the pharmacy because I'm dying. Plus the money you're going to save on fuel, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Right. Come on! No. And this is all argued through a sheet of pain. So quite often now, and my dad was, and probably in the same vein, my dad would very much just uh, buy you off. You know, like my mom would be out uh, away on work trip or whatever, and we'd be like, "What's for dinner, Dad?" And he'd be like, mm, "Whatever you can get for five bucks." <laughs> <laughs> 
he wasn't a cook at all. He just reached into his pocket and pulled five out five bucks. Yeah. Five bucks worth of Mickey's lollies. Yeah. And now my now five. my kid, you know, I don't know the name of it, but you know, they have all the modern instant money transfer apps. Uh-huh. So I just get text the kids are just like, uh, I'm at the restaurant with my friends and good enough for me. Bloop. Now that's a scam. <laughs> that's a scam. You don't want to fall for that. That's a scam. Sending the money. Yeah, yeah. No, because there's all these people sending this scam things going on. <laughs> they say, oh, I'm your son and I'm here in overseas and I've run out of money and oh, someone stole my phone. Can you send money? Yeah, they get me every Is time as well. Scam? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I don't have a son, but yeah. there was that wild year in my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was pretty sus the cash. before I sent the money and I thought one of my daughters has got mixed up and thought she was my son. But nonetheless, <laughs> I'll send the money because I don't It's a to... scam unless they use the traditional Australian <laughs> phrase, which is no mun, no, no, no mun, uh, dear mum, no mun, your son. Oh, That's right. the traditional way of putting the request in Australia, okay. to, to which the response is, dear son. Here's the mum. <laughs> there's no mark. No mum. Yeah, it's very good. That's hey, classic. That's how classic it is. Yeah, yeah, are you making that up? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> My point is, on small things, I just will pay the money. Yeah, I me just, too. So just, just give it five bucks yeah. is nothing. Yeah, just give sure. him five bucks. You want to go out to... For you, it's five bucks. It's yeah. five bucks for five you. Bucks. And five bucks now is five bucks. Okay, nothing. so Tommy's the opposite of his parents. Yeah. Kirsty's the same as her mum with the scrounging at the supermarket. What only, about you, James? Only in that I, I got one from each. So my mum, there will never be a bottle that is thrown out in our house that even has an eighth of a drop of anything in it. I will get that bottle and I will turn it upside down <laughs> and I will hit it and I will hit it then I'll turn it back up and... And I think maybe maybe there's a little yeah, bit in yeah. there, and I will keep smashing it. So that's from Mum. Thanks, Mum. And from Do you Dad, have like a sauce pot. I've seen a friend of mine. There's like a sauce pot, so like a little tiny bit of ketchup, yeah, yeah. tiny bit of any of those sauces, a little bit of water, yeah. and then pour that into a bigger receptacle. <laughs> and eventually, that becomes like a you know umami sauce pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And toothpaste. <laughs> and toothpaste. Oh my God, it's very challenging to get the last. You need scissors, you need a vacuum cleaner. I mean, it's very hard to get all that, but you do have to get out. And my dad, my dad had this remarkable capacity at any point in the day, often during mealtime, just if if he wasn't that fascinated by what was being talked about, not to be at all rude, and just he just kind of look into the middle distance, not obviously looking away, and then slowly a smile would appear, and you'd think, Dad's gone to his happy place. And now my kids, <laughs> I can see them at dinner. I sometimes what is he now, thinking about? I just what life would have been like if he'd never had children? <laughs> I sometimes <laughs> go to my happy place, and you just see the girls on the other side of the table like nudge each other and go, he's doing it, he's, he's doing, doing it. <laughs> so I've inherited, I think it's a very valuable thing just mm. to go to a happy place when, when uh, I, I just need a little bit of quiet time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what yeah. is curiosity to balance those thoughts, is your happy place either a shelf, full of brand new full bottles of sauce mm. or a bunch of clearly totally empty bottles. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In, a, anywhere in the middle is stressful. <laughs> stressful. <laughs> Very stressful. Empty is good, full is good. You can have a shelf of one and then a shelf of the other. <laughs> like as soon as someone cleans their teeth, well, you might as well finish it. Go on, let's get it out. That's hilarious idea. So, uh, so, James, is the glass half full or half empty? <laughs> That's hell! That is hell! It's, I need it either or! <laughs> it is, I don't like it. <laughs> now, it's a good thing that James O'Loughlin is in his happy place momentarily because we come time to the Wheel of Death. Today's topics, as given by our wonderful listeners, are Fun Police, Humpty Dumpty, Mothballs, Thistle, Seahorses, Earthworm, Bald, that's a bit close to home, Jellyfish, Prosecco, Hovercraft, Wigs, Giraffes, 
karaoke and fan mail. Which ones fill you full of fear, James? Ah, uh, fan mail, because... <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I have an experience <laughs> of. <laughs> round and round. Round it goes where it stops. Nobody knows. I hope it's Humpty Dumpty because almost the entire story is in some way or another on that wheel. So wow. Good. Okay, feel free to help if Earthworm. No, 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 no. Earthworm. 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 Singular. The earthworm. Uh, I saw an earthworm. I saw one die in our back garden the other day, wow. and I think he died. It was quite sad, really, because what are they called? Earthworms. They're not called concrete worms. He was, <laughs> he was a Thank third God, of a step, like twenty-five centimeters from the grass on our back kind of paved area. And he was dying. It was oh, really wow. sad. He was just kind of writhing up and tying himself into a very interesting knot, actually. Kind of looked like a shoelace And yet knot. it was so close to... Yeah. Now, you know, you're thinking a nice person would have helped him. Yes. But I'm a scientist. Um, <laughs> I, want to, I, don't, I don't like to interfere in the world of nature. I want to see what happened. You're, and, you're sort of Attenborough, basically. I'm a, I'm a, I am. Poor man's mm. the Attenborough of death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Captain Picard. Do you want that to be your next show? <laughs> I think it's a bit more interesting and a bit of fun. The Attenborough of Death. I would go and see that. It's just a picture of an earthworm. That will get people in. Writhing around in pain. Yeah, writhing around in pain. Um, so earthworms, they're, you know, in the, in the built environment, as we like to call it, um, there's less and less spots for them. And they really have to rebrand. So you'll know that a lot of people have rebranded, a lot of organisations have rebranded. Everyone talks about Kodak not going into digital. Earthworms really need to get their act together and, and concrete up, mm. I think. Embrace I've, the concrete world. If they, <laughs> the built environment. Mm. Built environment worms. <laughs> I think they should be called. It doesn't flow as nicely off the tongue, but maybe BWs yeah. to go uh, on your... Um, but how are they going to come in and out of the four-foot-three uh, concrete slab? Look, no one said change was easy. Um, change is difficult and we all have to adapt to this rapidly changing world. But sticking your tail in the, in the sand and saying, this is my earth and this is going to be here forever. Well, it's not. You know, we heard that the minister, we heard in the satirical song, mm. they're not going to do anything. No. No, the politicians don't do anything. They're not going to save and no one tells the earthworms. Have you, been to the giant, have you been to the giant? This is true. There's a giant earthworm in Victoria, isn't there? Because it's in rural Your Victoria. <laughs> there's a, there, you know the big things. You know the big <laughs> things. House. You know there's a big prawn. Big there's it? a big earthworm. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I know that. It's huge. How big? Like really big. Oh, yeah. You, you can, can walk, walk through Yeah, it. walk through. It's got shops and it's very well, segmented. Yeah. That is not an earthworm. There's a concrete worm. That should be the one mm. that they all look to for inspiration. It too is dead. Just quietly. Do yes, we want to encourage this? And if we think about the consequence, I mean, what, what we really like, like we prize earthworms now for their ability to churn the earth mm. and compost our compostables. And uh, they sort of, you know, regenerate the earth as we know it. We have them chewing up all the concrete that we have worked so hard to lay down. Is that, is that an acceptable trade-off? Look, now you point that out, that obviously is something that would need to be worked through. <laughs> finally and, someone's found a flaw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was going so well. I thought maybe there's some government agency yeah. going to flick me a grant. <laughs> But then you had to wreck it all. Um, I actually didn't know earthworms did yeah. that, so it's good to know they are. Yeah, you, know how you're, you're, you know how you're dying at the moment? Is it your birthday? Is it? Oh. Is it your birthday? <laughs> yeah. Because that'd be quite a good story. <laughs> Comedian died on radio, and it was his birthday. And it was his birthday, yeah. yeah. It's not, unfortunately, so that's going badly too. Um, but, I, look, I think overall they're yesterday's 
worms. Mm. They're much more interesting worms. Snakes, they're just big worms. And yeah. They, yeah. they get much more. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Scientifically. Scientifically, yeah. They yeah. are, aren't they? Well, they look like. Yeah, they're me- I mean, mega they, worms, I think. Yeah, I, the octopuses. most interesting thing that I read about. Octopuses are also worms. They've got worms for arms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're hybrid. <laughs> they're hybrid. A jellyfish and worms yeah. for arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jelly worms. Um, jelly worms. That's where, that's where they come from. Yeah, that's where jelly right. worms come from. <laughs> the other thing was, he was looking at me quite in a predatory fashion. Was now, it? how do you uh, know that uh, what an earthworm's looking at? It's more body language, actually, than mm, sort of right. eye contact. But it was kind of writhing towards me. Mm. And before he I was st- blaming you for concreting that backyard. Yeah, exactly. And before, but maybe the other sense is positive because I don't know if you know this, but mm. but earthworms are basically entirely tongues. Are they? They they, they, t- they taste. Did you like yeah. study up on? They taste with their entire. Tommy is an earthworm. Yeah. This sounds like something an earthworm would say. Tommy. Yeah, they taste yeah. with their entire body. Their entire oh, right. body yeah, yeah, yeah. is is purely geared to taste and understanding. And so maybe he just like, ooh, that looks good. I feel like I'm being unfair. I really love earthworms, and I'm going to set up. So, um, if you're listening, we're starting a charity for yeah. earthworms. I like yeah. earthworms. But when I used to go fishing, mm. we wouldn't put the hook through them. We'd scotch tape them. I I I think I hate that more. That's horrific. How is that worse? (laughs) Stabbing them. I mean, you need them at the end of the day to be bait for the fish. Yeah. But to stab them with the hook and then they have to writhe at their end of their life bringing the fish. Wherever you scotch tape them in, there's or blue tack. They're still going to get eaten. They still get eaten. Yeah, they still. Well, that's just the way fishing works. Uh, Okay, so this I can only change so much. If you scotch tape them to it, then you can absolve yourself of any responsibility and just blame the fish. Well, I suppose you want me to go back to netting. Is that what you want? (laughs) And all the bycatch. I've already oh. made my adjustments. Or I don't know, what about fisherman? not fishing? <laughs> oh, I've got 180 on this. Also, by the way, this works very well in certain restaurants in the city that have the tanks right there. <laughs> we're oh, we're, we're going to get our, our back paved area ripped up. We're going to get our house floorboards ripped up and we're going to fill it all with yeah. dirt. Yeah. And yeah. we're just going to coexist. And then just play, fun, dune. That's nice. just play Dune for him. It's like an, like an aspirational. Oh, yeah. That's hey, a, little earthworms, here's what that's you could become. That's much more aspirational than a big dead one in Victoria. Would, well, would you <laughs> like me to donate the massive earthworm that lives in my house? <laughs> yeah, could you do that? Yeah, be good. That is a terrible nickname for your partner. Does he die or does he live? Well, very close today. Oh. But if he does die, he will be composted. I don't think he died. Like I think he was scotch-taped to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the fish is coming, and it's a shark. James O'Loughlin, Tommy Dean, and Kirsty Wiebeck are with us on Thank God It's Friday. Now, Philip, Rowe, Philip Lowe, the Reserve Bank Governor this week, issued a sort of apology for misleading everyone about how long interest rates would be at an all-time low. Since he started the ball rolling, who would you like to apologise for? And for what? I'm desperate to answer this. Okay, so when I was five, my mum went into the shop one day and we were sitting in the car, my sisters and I, and um, for some reason, like, I was a really nice, good kid, but for some reason on this day I was like, I'm going to flip someone the bird. Why? Really? No Mm. idea. I just thought, I'm going to rebel while mum's in the shop, I'm going to flip someone the bird. And so I chose this teenager who I'd seen around the traps, right? He was probably 13, but he looked, you know, he looked terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I flipped him off 
And then he just looked at me and then, and then I realised that I had no end game. And so then I just gently sank into the seat, like slid down. And then about, and for like two weeks I could barely sleep. I felt so bad about it, right? And then we were driving down the road one day and we saw this same teenager rescuing a baby bird. Oh, oh no. no. And I was like, oh, God. That and this baby like... bird was about to eat a worse earthworm, though. He was just interceding. <laughs> no, he'd actually captured that bird. He was going to flip you a bird. I'll show you how birds get flipped. So he was saving a bird. Wow. He was saving so he was a, a bird, and at person. five years of age, I remember looking at him and just being like, oh, God, he's such a good egg, and I flipped him the bird. Like, he probably never thought of it again. I was a tiny child. Yeah. Or he probably oh, did. He, he might have thought it was funny. I mean, if I were a teenager and a little kid did that to me, I'd be like, well, oh, what are they doing? You know. I, I think you were his inspiration. He saw that, and he was a bit like that too, and he said, Wow, that kid, that was really nasty. They flipped mm-hmm. me the bird. I'm going to change. I'm going to be a nice person. I'm going to save... Baby. Yeah. So you actually you, caused you him. changed you changed wow. he, you changed that man's life. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm amazing. You made him a person. I'm amazing. Well, because he didn't you. want to be like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I'm deeply moved by the influence I had over him, yeah, even though good. I understand what you're saying, James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. should flip more people than that. <laughs> and I also think, okay, sure, your partner saves maybe twenty, thirty people's lives every day. But, she but two you, jokes. you saved one. You saved one man <laughs> when you were five. That's yeah, right. That's right. It's equivalent. Yeah, that and a bird. That obviously. man. Like Went on to be the Pope. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> Did he, what, he, so you grew moved up to in South America rapidly, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, very rapidly. <laughs> well, she might have been in South America. Uh, Tommy, who do you want to apologise for now that Philip Lowe has got the ball rolling? Well, just specific, I was kind of confused by uh, what he was apologising for. Like, I, I feel like I'd like to apologise in general to the traffic of Sydney because I, like many parents, it appears, have not taught their children how to parallel park properly yeah. and efficiently. Um, and that is, I believe, piling up in this world that we live in. Too many, too many people are being forced in the wrong lanes and a bit of horn use. And may I say it, bird flipping. Mm. Bird flipping. Be- oh, yeah. no. Because you started I thought, I thought the cycle parking. stopped with me. <laughs> no. No. You started it. I started no. the cycle. <laughs> See, but is it possible, you're blaming yourself, but is it possible to teach teenage twin girls how to parallel park? This is where I think I fell down. I just, I felt it was a Herculean task that I was not up for. (laughs) But I believe in my heart that a combination of physics, good cameras, and proper application Mm. could. You've got to imagine a dotted line in your mind uh, delineating the trajectory of the vehicle and how it will uh, end up well, parallel track. Just, uh, yeah, just swing. <laughs> but I think nice the hardest thing. part is, you know, it's, it's, it's a social, it's and a social you, change. You smash another car, give him the finger. Right. I taught my seventeen-year-old daughter, and she's quite good at. I do say so myself, and a mm. manual, no less. Because it was only one. You know where you went wrong. Two, two sides. You, you should have. You should have taught one of your daughters, and then the other one would have picked it up via ESP anyway. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But my I think the mistake you made. I firmly believe that. I think the mistake you made was <laughs> teaching them at the same time, like both of them in the driving seat, and trying to get them to <laughs> well, coordinate all that. Stacks on was a terrible yeah. idea. I felt, I think, Dangerous. You're right. You're, I mean, in a sense, you're technically exactly right. But my mistake was I just put them both in the back seat 
and I kept parallel parking. Why? You it's like this. And so they're always off by about one seat length. Who uh, <laughs> do you want to apologise to? James O'Loughlin. A couple. I want to apologise to Phil Lowe. A couple of years he rang me and said, James, what do you think I should say about interest rates and how long they stay low? And I was quite drunk at the time. He said, just say they're going to stay low forever. Because <laughs> that's your and, name. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I also want to apologise to my family. <laughs> you stole for, from calls. Down, down. <laughs> Prices are down. Uh, for 18 times this year on separate days saying, well, I'm pretty sure that's it for the rain. And mainly I want to apologise to my oldest daughter, Bibi, who in January 2020 said that I've been reading about this um, coronavirus. You might remember COVID mm. used to be called before I got married, coronavirus. Um, <laughs> I've been reading about this coronavirus. Do we have anything to worry about? <laughs> and I said... Every, there's swine flu, there's bird flu, there's avian flu, which is probably similar to swine flu. There's man flu, there's Ebola flu. Nothing ever happens. Don't worry about it. Forget it. So I was clearly wrong there. Well, that <laughs> you did, you to, did this to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she does do an excellent reverse part. She's right, very so good at that. Right. <laughs> Who were the winners and losers of the week? James uh, Lachlan. The winner was comedian Gary Eck, who's written a science fiction film. You all know Gary. Um, and... He's going to become, he's trying to make it the first film ever to have its production funded entirely by the sale of non fungible tokens. And I have no idea what that means, but the losers of all of us who are still in the old media, still trying to make money by selling books and making <laughs> even more tenuous segues into their novel criminals when Christmas is coming up on old media like radio about their old media book. So I'm the, I'm the loser. The big winner is James O'Loughlin, writer of The Criminal, featuring <laughs> three amazing characters. How are they connected? You won't know till the end, you but can, they are. You can, oh, they are. You can buy it with a, an NFT called a $5 bill. Yeah, that's right. Uh, who was the winner then? Uh, he was the winner. Who was yeah, the loser? I've done both. Oh, you the done, loser, done Gary's the winner. Kirstie, who are the winners and losers of this week? Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to say that uh, the losers of the week are um, anyone who is still on Twitter. Oh. Uh, well, that's us. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's Old Richard people. and I. Yeah, and me. <laughs> just, oh, just because it's spontaneously combusting, right? Yeah, true. Like anyone oh, that's not on it, you're doing the right thing. You don't need to know what's happening there, but it's absolutely But Twitter, gone. Twitter, I mean, to speak good of Twitter for a second, it was kind of important on everyone finding you, you um, bit of sunshine. Oh, well, you, you bottled sunshine, you. <laughs> yeah, Kirstie was one of the people who got us all through COVID on Twitter because she was wow. just full of sunshine mm. and I'm, daft jokes. <laughs> yeah, the worst jokes. Thanks for that. I, Oh, but, yeah. but now, as James would point James, out, I got you through, and you didn't even know yeah, it. The bottle is empty. Yeah, the, it's <laughs> so empty. <laughs> Elon Musk has yeah. drained of course, the bottle. Of course, it's ev- totally empty. James. Every seventh tweet was just her giving us the bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> bird emoji. Which is appropriate to Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but that really that's inspired right. me to be a better person and save birds. So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's the only reason I'm on it. It's a bird app, isn't it? Um, winners of the week. <laughs> I'm going to do a James here. Uh, it's every oh. comedian in the country who's just launched a tour. Hooray! That sounds like a bit of fun. <laughs> a bit of fun. A bit of fun. It actually sounds like great fun and just terribly marketed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Coming in March and May next year to a theatre near you. Winners and losers, Tommy. Look, we uh, we come to the conclusion of uh, 2022. I have reached a milestone in my life that I did not expect to achieve. Wow. I, just last Thursday completed 12 months of proper full-time employment. Yes! One year. Wow. One year. And you know what happened? I got got a new pair of pants. (laughs) 
They gave me a new pair of pants to celebrate the upcoming year. Wow. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so the winner, the winner I would how like many, to see. How many think, free coffees you got? Oh, so many, so many cards. I can't even keep count. Yeah. Uh, let's say it would be 10 divided by, yeah, about four, 14. Wow. Sponge cakes when someone's birthday. But uh, the big winner, I mean, I, I'm claiming it for myself because I just can't believe that I did it. But the big winner, because it would be the people that benefited from me in this sea change. That's all of us. Uh, sure. So my deskmate, Gladys, uh, the girl that I uh, share my responsibilities with, Gladys, is my big winner. I, I taught her not only everything I know, she is a, a better administrator, a better person. And a better reverse parallel And a better parker. reverse parallel <laughs> <laughs> she, Just she, for knowing me. Yeah. She so, ordered your new pants, didn't she? Yeah, she's the big winner. And uh, the loser is those stupid casual staff that just taught me how to do stuff and then got <laughs> rolled over by my ambition. Ruthless wow. ambition. All the way to the top. With, uh, uh, with the help of a listener, I can tell you that thing I was trying to remember. No man... Uh, no, uh, there we go. <laughs> You answer it, how sad, too bad, your dad. All right, oh, no. Correct answer. Very good. Uh, please thank James O'Loughlin, Tommy Dean and Kirsty. We're back. Thank God Yay. it's Friday. Yay. See you next time. 2022, the bottle is empty. <laughs> <laughs>